Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. I hope you're all well. So today we're going to talk about the dark night of the soul. First of all, actually, what I'm going to say is I would like some feedback from you guys. So every single other podcast that I've been listening to has a really lengthy introduction with music and then an introduction to themselves and an introduction to what the podcast is about. Now, I know that I'm a bit of a... I don't know what the word is, blunt person. I don't know. I just can't be bothered with stuff like that. Do you feel like this podcast is missing something? It just occurred to me as I went straight into my topic that I didn't say, hi, I'm Hannah. I've been working with the spirit world for this amount of time and I'm here to share my journey with you. Should I be doing stuff like that? Would that make it more professional? It probably would. Hmm. I'll think about it. Anyway. Today's podcast, I am going straight in, is titled 
dark night of the soul. And this is a term that you may have heard banded around by spiritual people, a bit like a badge of honour. And a bit, I think, you know, at the moment, this podcast, the work here is about undoing the narrative that we are all buying into as spiritually developing people. And there seems to be in in most people's, most medium stories, these repeating kind of tick box, this is how I came to spirituality way of behaving. It's like, that's what we expect. That's what we need. That's what um, the public want. And as I'm developing my spiritual persona, I have to prove to you that I am the right kind of spiritual person because I've had these things happening, a big awakening that changed my life, following a dark night of my soul. And I think part of our work on on this uh, non-fancy podcast is to talk about these things and discuss whether they're true and real. Now, what I'm not saying is that these people that have had these experiences haven't had these experiences, but I bet my bottom dollar that the majority of you listening to these, this podcast that are spiritually developing out there and interested in mediumship and spirituality are still waiting for that big moment of awakening. And if you're anything like me, when you do get the big moments of awakening, you don't really realise when you're in it. It's not like you go, aha, this is my journey, this is my path, and now I know I'm supposed to be spiritually developing. It's more like when you look back, you go, ah that's what that was and I've probably mentioned this before but I used to have a cooking business before I was a medium um I was still developing my spirituality but I I had this cooking business and that was my I was so blinkered with that being my path and there was a period of time just before I gave up where the spirit world I think it was the spirit world. I mean, I still don't know for sure, but I just feel like the spirit world were trying to show me that was not my path. Um, But equally, I do believe we choose our paths. So maybe there was a part of me, maybe it was my spirit showing me that that wasn't my path. But what, what happened was I was working ridiculous hours, just ridiculous. And then I had a couple of things that kind of embarrassed me I went to pick my daughter up from preschool and I'd been cooking and one of the staff went oh 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 what's that is that fish today and I was like no it no it's lamb and they went oh don't you smell like doesn't she smell like fish though oh my god and I just felt mortified and embarrassed I'd run out in between cooking (laughs) sessions to collect my child and then obviously stank so that was embarrassing um I went on a night out and opened my handbag and I could smell onions (laughs) it was not fun having a cooking business that came from home if you are a cook I doth my cap to you because cooking is hard work and then I had a farm shop that refused to pay me and said I hadn't delivered what I had delivered um And I had a freezer break and lost like £300 worth of stock overnight. And then I had an oven blow up. And at the time, 
it just felt like another thing and another thing and another thing and I was really buying into that dialogue then of needing to hustle and uh, not giving up at the first hurdle and you've got to keep pushing forward if you want to be a success you've got to keep going if you want to be a success and what the spirit world did with me is they just asked me to take one week off my business I was still allowed to deliver but I wasn't allowed to cook I wasn't allowed to uh, think of new recipes I wasn't allowed to do social media posts I wasn't allowed to push it and in that um, week it really showed to me that how much time I was spending thinking about it how much time I was spending even when I thought that I was sitting down and relaxing I was actually planning my business and thinking about my business and once I finally unwound and it was I mean I think it took longer than a week if I'm honest once I'd finally unwound enough to let go of all the noise that I was creating I realized that I didn't want to carry on with it anymore so that in in practical terms isn't doesn't sound much like an awakening or a dark night of a soul does it it just sounds like somebody going through some experiences but of course this was the contrast as Abraham Hicks would say this was the contrast showing me what I didn't want so I could then focus on what I did and um, what I was intending to do funnily enough was go and get a part-time job um, and work for somebody else. I'd worked at Tesco on customer services and uh, bloody loved that job. Uh, and I just thought, okay, I'm going to have ease. And, you know, the irony being that, of course, my cooking business never turned a profit and I was nearly paying to do it. Um, but in that hustle, hustle, one day it'll pay off, one day it'll pay off, one day it'll work for me. And so in just deciding to get a part-time job, and releasing all of that pressure, there was this huge space created in my energy, this release. And of course, there was huge amounts of healing to do. I was absolutely exhausted, broken from it. Um, and so I started looking for part-time jobs. And then during that time, that is when spirit, and I do believe it was spirit, I've got nothing tangible to prove that to you, but I do believe it was spirit, um, started saying to me why don't you offer some Reiki you're a Reiki master why don't you start doing healing sessions for people and the room from which this podcast is recorded used to have seven freezers in it and if you've ever seen it online you know it's got my beautiful altar in and my twinkly lights and it was just such an empowering thing for me taking this space back and making it a beautiful room for me and here's the irony I even have got an access I don't do in person anymore but when I used to, when I started my business and I used to do in person I've actually got um, access uh, to the road from this room so people used to come in through my back gate and into my house without me needing to to trail them through my actual private space um, so it, it was all there for me but I just couldn't see it so I started doing a little bit of Reiki for clients and um, yeah I'm not really talking about Dark Night of the Soul anymore am I? <laughs> I might need to do that on another one. I'm talking to you about how I set up my business but hey ho that was something I was going to cover anyway that just seems to be what's flowing today so we'll go with it. 
So what I did was I just put it out there and said, I'm offering Reiki um, if anybody would like it. And if I'm honest, it was very much kind of, I don't think anybody will. I completely underpriced and and undervalued myself. Um, That's a lesson I think most of you who are going out on your, setting up your business will come to understand, come to learn. Um, And I just put it out there. And then I got a few people. And it it didn't blow the doors off by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I got a few clients and that was quite nice and I decided to take uh, a couple of weeks off we could afford I was lucky we could afford for me to take uh, a few weeks off before I needed to start really pushing the job hunting and I think during that time I did you know four clients but then they referred other people to me and then I just started thinking I wonder I wonder if this is something that I could actually do. And then, um, what else? Then, oh God, I went for, I went for a, um, aura photograph. And the lady, Monica, who took my aura photograph said to me, you've got a room at home uh, that you're wondering what to do with and that of course is this space that I'm talking to you from and I said yes and she went they want you to use it for your spiritual work get on with that please and that was really important for me was that just that little bit of validation because one of the biggest things that always has held me back on my spiritual journey is I want to do it for the right reasons and money is not the right reason and feeding my ego is not the right reason some people come at healing um because they want to fix people i can fix you come over here look at me with my special reiki healing power i can fix you i can save you i and that actually is not spirit and healing that is ego and seeking validation and of course I thought I'm not telling you I've never fallen into that trap I've fallen into it many times but that's how spirit taught me that so yeah so I set up my room I had some people I mean when I started people were coming into my living room so it wasn't particularly professional but I just thought I'd give it a try and then I kept thinking I could do card readings but I'm not ready I could do card readings, but I'm not ready. And then I spoke to my teacher and said, what do I need to do to sort of get ready to offer card readings? Because I'd really like to just start incorporating that with my Reiki. And she said, what? I thought you were doing this already. I thought you were card reading for the public already. I thought you'd been doing it for a couple of years. And I said, no, no, I've been, I've been waiting for someone to tell me I'm ready. And she said, well, that's not how it works. No one will ever tell you you're ready. It's up to you to decide. And that was such a big lesson for me. So then I started offering card readings. And then it really did start ticking over for me. Um, I would do card readings and Reiki, card readings and Reiki. And that was pretty amazing. Then I decided to start my own spiritual development circle. And that developed and that happened and that was brilliant those those first girls that I worked with in that circle it was such a transformational thing for me and for them 
and lessons learning all the time lessons and learning in how to run your business in how to how to be a spiritual person but also wanting to work with integrity and also wanting to earn a a living from it um I think is something that a lot of us struggle with uh as you know I still work uh, part-time in a non-spiritual job because I don't want that pressure and that's a something that has come again and again and again with me also uh a lack of what's the word self-love I guess but boundaries and barriers so one of my absolute red flags my failings my problems is that I give more and more and more and more so that's part of the reason I had to stop uh, my membership program because I was always trying to add more value always trying to add more value always trying to do more and it was just taking over my entire life and it's that kind of thing that you have to sort of learn to work through where your barriers and boundaries are. At charging enough is a really interesting thing between wanting to help people, because I do, I do genuinely feel like I want to help people, but equally that's my ego talking, isn't it? I'm wanting to validate my own existence through helping people um, versus getting the right people in front of you and price has a massive thing to do with that price absolutely has a massive thing to do with that and so sort of learning always to pick pick through all these things um is just huge it's just huge in fact I'm going to do another podcast on lessons learned in in spiritual business because there's stuff that I want to specifically talk about in that so This is what I mean about if you were to look at the facts of my journey and how spirit came to me, if we were to boil it down into bullet points, it would be like this. Me, completely lost, in a really bad space in my life. So yeah, the dark night of the soul, which I will cover properly in another podcast. Whoops. Uh, me and my dark night of the soul days, me and my difficult days. And then uh, my friend getting my grandfather through and my grandfather proving that he was around, proving his existence in such an undeniable way to me because I was ready, um, but in such an undeniable way. Um, But not telling me I was going to be a medium and not telling me that this was my journey, just coming through. And then me joining... A circle with her and having all these crazy experiences in that circle whilst believing that my path and my journey was in the cooking um i mean i was a pa at a music school when when my grandfather came through how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So then I was working with Spirit, and then I decided to do my cooking business. And although that was really, really absolutely soul-crushingly hard working doing that business and staying up until 2am for things to get cold enough to go into the freezer and constantly constantly cooking and aching my body hurts so much but I learned so many lessons on there and that's what I mean about it being a journey is I needed to go through Home Cooked by Hannah and I needed to break myself doing that so I could learn and I learned so much about business and how business works and how to get yourself out there and all of the stuff that doesn't really fit in with social, but with spiritual work, you know, doing social media and stuff like that doesn't feel spiritual. But you also accept that you've got to do those things to, to get yourself out there. You can't just lie there passively and expect the spirit world to hack the algorithm to get people in front of you. And so... Yeah, doing all of that, I can see how it was necessary for my development, but but it wasn't comfy or nice, and it didn't feel spiritual. Cooking liver and bacon bleh, didn't feel spiritual. It felt necessary, but I was really buying into that. This is my hustle. This is my journey. This is how I'm going to work, that kind of thing. And then uh, trusting, getting that relationship with spirit over many years, five years of sitting in a circle and developing and realising that I trusted spirit enough that when they asked me to stop for a couple of weeks that I could do that and not wonder why or need to know an answer but just to go, okay, if that's what you want me to do, that is what I will do. And then being open to the answer coming, but also understanding that I had to go through a process in that couple of weeks for the answer to come. And the answer was not, thou is going to be a light worker and share the word of spirit with the peoples. It was, I don't want to do this anymore. Simple as that. It was taking a step back and a breath back and, and not and allowing myself the space in my mind not to be thinking about it all the time to actually realise how unhappy I was and 
stepping back yeah stepping back from it I keep getting these Facebook memories at the moment you know when I was getting interviewed on the radio about my cooking business and I was in the newspaper with my cooking business more stuff than I've ever had with my spirituality and um hearing myself being so positive about it and then it's so hilarious to me because I think one of the articles was printed and then three weeks later I'd close my business <laughs> because I was just telling myself that dialogue I was just this is what I've got to do this and of course with any journey like that once you've done a few years of it and you've invested all that time and your heart and your soul into it it's harder to walk away from it it feels like more of a failure um and I think for me, I was I was lucky in a sense because I was so relieved when I really realised what I was feeling that I didn't feel like I was failing. I just felt relief. And at that point, I didn't care what I was going to do as long as I didn't have to do that anymore. And it got us through some really challenging times um, for me and my husband financially, but... Uh, it was just brutal. It was just absolutely, completely brutal. So none of that, if you were a naysayer, would seem spiritual, would it? None of that would seem like a spiritual awakening path. You think a spiritual awakening path is going to be a vision, archangel, Michael popping up at the end of your bed and touching you on your third eye and all of a sudden you're like Neo in the Matrix and you can see that everything is different and wrong and this physical place is a projection. But actually everything I share with you has come gently and practically and less wow and woo woo and more gentle and feeling like coming home and I knew this all along and it is wow and woo woo I'm not telling you it isn't but actually when you're in it it doesn't feel like that and that's why it's really important to reflect and sit and allow time to think about where you've been and what you've got through because we spend so much time focusing ahead and where we've got to be and what we've got to do that we forget sometimes to just look at where we've been and go back and sit with yourself on this timeline that we've created and go back and sit with yourself and remember and experience where you were to see where you're going and when you're looking ahead please don't focus on the entirety of the mountain that you've got to climb because that will guaranteed hold you back just know where you want to go but keep that kind of woolly keep that kind of fuzzy but just allow yourself to take steps and if you don't know where you're going just follow what you want to do in the moment because that's exactly what I did I knew I loved Reiki um, and I thought I'd just offer it out there and see if anyone wanted it and then I knew that cards were amazing I knew I had this great connection to spirit guides that I felt very lucky for um, that I had worked on and honed for quite some time not just it was there and it was done and it was easy and and I wanted to share that with people and I wanted to help people whether that was my ego or my spirit or a mix of the two who knows but that's what I decided I wanted to do and then I started doing that work and then I realized the benefit that groups would have and people that wanted to learn because I've always been 
um, yes, I can do it, but you can do it too. That has never changed for me. I think because when I when I look back, as you know, I could feel spirit. I can see when spirit were working in my life, in my childhood. But if you had asked me before I started this journey, if I felt like the spirit world were guiding me, I'd have said no. I didn't feel them. I wasn't consciously aware of it. So that I think is really empowering. Um, I know some people would love me to have some spooky story about when a, uh, you know, a ghost stood over me in a graveyard and told me this was my future. But actually, I think there's something really empowering about the fact that there was none of that. I had no idea, no idea at all. And spirit didn't come in and say, this is where you're going to be. This is how it's going to be. What spirit did was gently they showed themselves to me in in it wasn't gentle it was bloody mind-blowing but they showed themselves to me and then they took me to that group and then that group ended and then there was a gap where I just went and got on with my life for a bit and then another group started and I went to that and then I found another teacher and I went with that and then I'd went to another teacher and I did that and then I decided to do the Reiki and then I decided to do the cards and then I decided to do Reiki cards combo, which was always my bestseller. And then I decided to start running groups. And then I did some spiritual parties and decided that was not a path for me. Um, then I tried selling crystals and, and did really well with that. And then spirit came in and said, we want you to focus on other things. And I had to trust that even though I didn't know what the other things were, that there was that they were creating that space for me. So I, I sold all my stock and stepped away from selling crystals. And then, um, oh my God, then we're going really close in time now. So I can remember sitting in, our, in one of my circles and doing a channeled message from spirit and saying, I can feel something coming and it feels like a tidal wave and it's just about to fall down I don't know what it is, but it feels like everything's going to change. And everyone's going, yeah, I've been feeling that. I've been feeling that. A week later, COVID. Um, and that's how it works with spirit sometimes. Did I want to know that that um, tidal wave was going to change everything, but we were going to lose a lot of people that we cared about for that? I mean, you can, you can understand the ways of spirit and still not wish to know the journey if you know what I mean I'm pretty sure you know Mary the story of the Bible which you know story but being told that uh, she was going to give birth to God a child of God um, I'm sure she didn't know how that was going to end and I hope she didn't because who'd want to know that all the way through that heartbreaking story that she has so you know we have to I don't know why there I don't know where that came from just popping in there philosophy on a Sunday for you but it is that kind of thing we knew the tidal wave was coming and then it crashed and then that was everything gone to me because all of my work was in person um all of my clients were in person and so because I had a bit more time I fannied around online and did some lives and then um, 
Then I was following, I did a, I did a social media course with Elise Dharma and uh, to just to learn more about how the bloody stuff works. And then one of the things that she said in that that was really transformational for me was if you can't take on a thousand clients tomorrow, you haven't got a real business. And um, not that I want my spirituality to be a business, but it is a business and you have to find that line between the two. But that inspired me to do my online courses. And so over lockdown, I recorded my online courses and they just flowed out of me. The six week healing course and the starting with spirit course. They just, it was spirit all the way. Um, Here's what we want you to say. Here's how we want to do it. It was just amazing. It was like this space was created um, that they just went with. And that was pretty cool. And I learned loads about what I knew from doing it, if you know what I mean. But when you're recording it for somebody else, you suddenly realise how much stuff you have learned and how much stuff you do know. And so I did all of that and then um, just kept working online and got this amazing following online that I'm so grateful for. And, And then, where did I go from there? Then I started working on my evidential mediumship and wanting to push through that. No, that was before the pandemic. (laughs) I don't know. At some point in my timeline, I decided that I didn't want to just work with spirit guides anymore. I wanted to do evidential mediumship. And um, there were quite a few things that pushed me into that. And I had to work through my own resistance and my own, I'm telling myself I can't do this, which I know I've mentioned recently. Um, to be able to do it Uh, there was a particular moment for me I used to do clairvoyant nights with my friend Abby and she would do the evidential loved ones in spirit and I would do card readings and just at that time when I was really jealous if I'm honest jealous of what she could do and the evidential messages and I really wanted to do it and I I love Abby she's an amazing human being I, I wasn't jealous in a horrible way but I just really wished that that's how my my stuff worked and we used to always go for a pint after a session in the local pub and we were in the local pub and there were some of the people that had come to our show in there and this lady came up to me and I knew her actually and she went oh Hannah she went you were you well done that was that was pretty good yeah oh but Abby oh to have a gift like yours oh that's amazing you just blew everybody away everybody was just so amazed by you and I went home and cried and now I look back and I realise that that was spirit trying to trigger me into going well I want to do it so I'm going to bloody do it but that took them it took them months years to be able to work through my decision my idea that I didn't have that path available to me so I was working on that and I was developing that before lockdown because I used to do um mini demonstrations here so I was working on that for a few years through lockdown but not feeling brave enough to offer one-on-one readings for the public and so I used lockdown as an opportunity and I did tons of practice one-on-one readings for people I mean tons of them Um, and learnt loads I did a mentorship program with a teacher um, and another uh, loads of online learning loads I mean I worked harder over lockdown and uh, all these people that came from lockdown and they were like, oh, I'm so rested. I was 
my husband and I, because he worked really hard too, we were exhausted. We had to have a holiday after lockdown and everybody else was just getting back to it and we were like broken. But that's kind of how it worked. So it wasn't, I mean, it was spirit working with me, through me, guiding me, helping me, getting that lady in the pub to say that thing to me, to trigger me, getting me to take uh, a couple of weeks off. But it's not those profound life-changing tangible experiences where you go oh my god everything is different now it's subtler than that it's it's more self-empowering than that because the spirit world are not about we will do it for you we will show you we will take you it is more experience that and then you'll see the truth of the situation and hopefully you will on the first time if you're like me it might take you several goes but that's that's the journey that's the path so I will cover Dark Night of a Soul at some other point sorry about that um, but that's how it goes on this podcast and that's why I love it so because it's spirit just this is what we want you to talk about this is what we want you to remember and, and go with it and that's exactly how it is for you too So don't hold yourself back and don't wait for them to give you something momentous with great magnitude. We are not Frodo in Lord of the Rings. We are ordinary people living ordinary lives, being buffed around to get us where we could be. But that to me is truly magical. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.